what brand can we look at and it's like yo wait that's actually us you know and if i always look at like african clothing they're always pushing this heavy tribal (laughs) type of stuff and i'm like wait there are people out here that's not like that as well it's like cool it's heritage it's culture and it's respected but ultimately it's like wait i'm not going around wearing that stuff i'm also south african you know it's like why why is that like the only picture that's being painted of us you know so in 2017 i had already had the name of grade right i hadn't launched it yet um but i had the name of grade the name from grade came from first grade Mm -hmm. so ultimately it was first grade it was pretty much where you it's your classroom where you're learning a lot of fundamentals each year you're elevating each grade that you go up you've had that kind of fundamentals and then you're growing welcome back everybody we're so grateful to each and every single one of you who continue to listen to the podcast we honestly love you guys from the bottom of our hearts today is such an important milestone it is the 30th episode of the podcast like can we get like a special effects like a <laughs> wow it's it's honestly been an incredible journey so far and we're so grateful to each and every single guest we have on the show we're grateful to the team sober toby skippy v madman magazi we're so grateful to each and every single one of you who has played a key part in this journey Given the significance of this milestone, we brought in an exciting and a phenomenal guest, and I'm going to let Mondly introduce him. He's going to be conducting this episode. So, without any more ado, I'm going to hand it over to Mondly. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Golden Generation. I'm Mondly. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing you guys the best talent out there. But most importantly, trying to give you guys some inspiration, motivation, and value. To any of you who are trying to get into the business world, creative world, or the sports world, today's episode is done with Zay, founder of Great Africa, in his store back in April. We talk all things from starting grade, sneaker exchange, touring, branding, culture, business, and so much more. You don't want to miss this one. Without further ado, so with Toby, drop that beat. Let's get this thing started. Hello, hello everybody, you know it's another episode of Golden Generation, you know we got the enigma, the man of culture, man of multiple talents, you know, we got Zay today, man of uh, Grey, and also the CEO of Sneaker Exchange, how you doing man? All good my brother, how you doing? I'm all good, so tell us about your journey, you know, obviously I saw photos of you from like early in the day where you were like finding out sneakers and stuff, all the sneaker lines. And going over there to the rappers there, Shelf Life. Like, how, how did that all start and how did you find your passion for shoes? Um, so, pretty much me, I grew up in the States. I was there from the age of four till 15. I was born in Stellenbosch. Uh, my dad got a job that side. I moved over, like, literally as a kid, starting kindergarten and everything that side. 
and my passion for sneakers really grew while I was there so like constantly going to like outlets factory outlets and like just finding like latest releases my older brother was always into sneakers so I kind of just got like hand-me-downs from him and all of that type of stuff um, and yeah really just like love sneakers and like sneaker culture that side I would always like trade online buy stuff on eBay I'd always like find ways to make money and then end up buying sneakers so whether it was like cutting grass plowing snow just like doing all of that type of stuff to ultimately go and buy sneakers with those sneakers I'd kind of use as bait sometimes I would trade it sometimes I would wear it sometimes I'd sell it um, and really just looking at ways to um, really just like get what I wanted ultimately so like always looking at ways to hustle um, and that was kind of like the biggest thing for me um, fast forward like in 2008 we moved back to South Africa December 2008 I was 15 years old and at that time like I sold a lot of my shoes in the States I was like alright cool like I'm moving back here I don't really know what to expect like we were always coming to visit every two to three years but it was just like you know it was like alright cool like let me come back here and my parents kind of always wanted to introduce us to like our South African culture heritage I was scared we were going to lose it being that side and like not really know where we came from and all of that so it was like cool we came back to South Africa um, at 15 I hated this place so much I was like what are you guys doing to me like why am I here like I'm about to get a part-time job um, I'm about to get my driver's license you know like my homies are already driving that side like we're moving you know it's like things are happening and all of that type of stuff I come back it's like yo here's your school uniform your tie is not straight and I'm like god like what do you mean you know so at school I was always like very antisocial. like I would literally just do my thing three o'clock bell rings I'm out like I wouldn't really socialize with a lot of people and I would kind of just like leave it at that um, and then like I guess outside of school people always saw the type of shoes like I was wearing or my brothers were wearing and eventually like yo we can import the stuff we have homies in the states um, one of our homies were working at FedEx so it was like alright cool you know we can import this product like down to South Africa like um, household him got the employee discount all of that type of stuff so it was like a lot easier to like just ship stuff down um, started doing that and then we would like <clears throat> go out and sell stuff to like crazy hoods in Cape Town like Hanover Parks like Bishop Lavers and like all of these places and people always wanted like Air Maxes like up tempos <laughs> Griffies things with like visible air units and like that was so weird to us because we were like what that's like crazy that's that's like on sale in the states you know yeah. like um, up tempos and Griffies and like all of that type of like old school basketball slash like baseball shoes were like it was literally on sale at Foot Lockers and all of that type of stuff. So it was a lot easier to get. We would like send it to a homie spot. He would like package it, send it back to us, and then you know we kind of just move from there. And then like a lot of people um, else, like a lot of other people, started realizing like, oh okay, cool, like you know here's the plug to get us what we want. So started selling stuff to like local celebrities, like local um, TV presenters. This is all before Sneak Exchange, yeah, like, um, this is probably like 2009, 2010, um, yeah, yeah, I'm still in high school, like, I'm still in high school, grade, like, 10, 11 at this time, you know, so, it's still, like, really young, um, and, like, I didn't really know who these people were also that I'm selling to, like, I was like, alright, cool, this guy's a TV presenter, it was, like, Scoop Makatini, um, Les, like all of these guys like would always come through for like the import of stuff you know because I mean I guess they couldn't really get it anywhere else unless they would travel mm-hmm. so yeah constantly brought this stuff in started importing it constantly importing it um, then it kind of got to a point where you know we like 
built up kind of like a, this customer base and all of that type of stuff. Um, then it got to a point where brands started realizing what we were doing. So like, um, it was crazy because like all the guys in the marketing kind of department at that time was like MK, Sanele and all of these dudes. They always like saw the movement. It was like, yo man, they would seed me shoes. So like while I was still in high school, like they would be, I get home like packages from Nike, like yo, here's some shoes for you. I'm like, oh, what? That's crazy. Like, um, <clears throat> but also what we were then doing is like, there was so much shoes that were sitting at retailers in South Africa, like sports scene, Seshas. Mm. All of these guys couldn't move Jordan 1s. They couldn't move Bread 1s. They couldn't move Royals. Yeezy 1s, Nike Yeezy 1s were sitting on shelves a year after release. Like, mm. it was crazy. Whereas in the States, like, people were, like, yeah, camping wow. out and going crazy for them, right? So I'd go into these stores also locally, and I'd be like, yo, um, I want these shoes. Like, I want all of them. And they'd be like, what size? And I'm like, no, like, all of them. And then they'd be like, they wouldn't understand. Like, yeah. what do you mean? Like, I'm like, no, like seven, eight, nine, ten, like all the sizes and all the quantities, like, you know? And then I'd still end up getting like a discount by taking all of them. And I'd already have places in the States that are like, yo, cool, we want everything, like send us everything. So it was like going back and forth, like, you know, sending stuff that side, importing stuff this side. And it was, it was crazy. Then like, it gets to a point where, um, <clears throat> A lot of these retailers and all of the stuff's like, no way, we can't be selling all of these shoes. Because now, like, the culture is kind of growing locally and all of that stuff. Um, and they're limiting pairs and all of that type of stuff. And then, um, it like, it got to a point where they're like, nah, we can't be selling these shoes to Zayd and all that stuff. I'm like, well, okay, cool. Like, I don't mind. But, like, the whole time, like, I was helping you guys out. You guys would even call me, like, yo, I just got this thing, and do you want them? And it's like, yo, like, all of a sudden now, you want to change up. It's like, all right, cool. You know, it's growth and all of that stuff. I'm not so even mad. The internet had probably got to South Africa at that point. It's starting to build up where... Yeah, that's... was growing at least better. Yeah, it was. It was. But, I mean, also, like, we also kind of played a massive part in creating that culture. Like, mm -hmm. because these stuff were there. It's not like the shoes weren't there. The shoes were always there, you know? And it was like... Um, I'm just trying to think like which happened first Where, so we ended up getting a Nike account um, a New Balance account like all the like brand accounts and they constantly promised us like now we're going to bring you these like high like top tier releases all of this type of stuff but they would never give it to us so it was like cool you know we begin being promised all of this stuff and then it's like now we're not getting it so now this customer base that we have is not wanting this stuff because they can get the stuff anywhere. They want the stuff that they really can't get. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that kind of happened. Stores kind of like limiting releases, I guess. Yeah, people started getting more into what's culture and all of that type of stuff. We started sneaker exchange around that time as well. Um, and it really just like grew to a space where now it's like cool one per customer now other people are starting to resell these shoes and other people are starting to do it so like now these guys are going and like bribing the store manager and saying yo man i'm gonna buy you this you know like give it to me and i'm like man i don't have time for that like you know it's like we we, we were there when no one was there so like either you with it or you know it's it's fine like i'll move on um so again then again like the importing always was there right so that was always like the thing that would work i do of just like importing shoes and all of that type of stuff um and then in 2013 i had like a lot of shoes like packed up and all of that stuff and i was like actually i gotta do something with all these shoes like there's literally money sitting in like 
my mom's lounge here. Like, I gotta figure out how to move this stuff because it's, it's tricky. Um, <clears throat> so I was like, all right, cool. Let me create an event where people can come in, like buy, sell, trade, but also grow the community and all of that type of stuff. I'm expecting like 30 people to pull up to the event. Things like 80 to 100 people come. There. I'm like, whoa, this thing is crazy, right? Um, was this also when you started putting music before? Uh, no, nah, we didn't ha really have music. We we had like tables set up. Um, there was probably like a there was probably like speakers and just like a um, a playlist type thing, but it wasn't like anything crazy at that time. It was in the like courtyard of a coffee. Mm -hmm. um, coffee shop and all of that and then um yeah i mean i invited like people to come through um there were like a few other small brands that also like oh man look we have this little thing come through you know whatever um and then from there i was like okay there's really something here you know there's really something here um then did the event in durban did the event in joburg and i was like all right cool you know like let's let's see what what this thing is right yeah. so let's continue building it and now also i already have the relationship with these artists so now i'd be like yo um come through perform at this event yes some shoes then we started charging entrance fees yeah. and i was like all right cool we have the les performing here now and i mean that was like he was hot at that time like it was mm -hmm. That whole run with AKA and oh, yeah, all of that yeah, stuff, yeah. you know, was it was like peak time. And he was like, "All right, cool, man, I'll do it." You know, just give me a couple of shoes, book the flights, you know, and and let's move. And I was like, "All right, dope, like let's go," you know. And then continued kind of working like that. Then like brands started realizing, "Ish, like within sneaker exchanges, there's like this culture, there's this thing that like is there." And like, so then brands started wanting to activate within the space. So. Yeah. Um, Nike would now activate at Sneaker Exchange. Yeah. So I remember they did this crazy activation. They brought like one of the Air Force One designers down. Um, there was something at Sportsing called the Drop. They launched the Drop at um, Sneaker Exchange. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was just crazy. There was, there was the Cape Town event and the Joburg event at the Sands. And it was just wild. Like they ended up giving like, I don't know, like these teas really went viral. It was t-shirts that said like Joburg and then yeah. Nike Cape oh, yeah. Town and Nike yeah, and that was, like Sneak Exchange was the only place you could get those yeah. and it's crazy because like years afterwards we would see it like on the streets and like everywhere and it's like that was the only place you got those tees mm. um, so that was really dope then like brands kind of like yeah they were always like activating now the Nikes the Pumas all of these guys the Adidas etc would like, activate within the event and then we would get like headline partners like a random place like a power play you know yeah. like all of these like different products that are like wait what and then like everyone's trying to play in the street culture youth culture all of that type mm -hmm. of stuff and ultimately sneakers um so then the brand obviously grew in that space and like sneaker exchange kind of overshadowed lost property and like mm -hmm. the importing of sneakers and all of that stuff because now it's like whoa there's this event that's happening five times a year like mm -hmm. and it's like now it's like at first we didn't have event permits we had none of that stuff now it's like hey, event permits like jock city approvals like liquor licenses all of the stuff that like you know we're literally learning as we go like um and then growing like that type of space was really cool um and then it gets to yeah all of these brands activating now, now it's like this massive kind of space um where we would have budget to book artists you know mm -hmm. but like obviously always get really dope rates because every artist wants to perform a sneaker exchange because it's like yo that's the real culture mm. that's like where you know no one really cares who you are you know you can go in there and it was really like the plug 
like sneaker exchange is like really the plug to the culture because if you're a local clothing brand or you're like a dude starting a podcast or whatever you can go and find ricky rick chilling there you know you can go there and find whoever chilling there youngsters chilling like you know like we were just like yo man this is a space where everyone is no one's better than anyone here like this is what we're trying to build and it was crazy because we would always get sent like artist writers and we would never fulfill the writers <laughs> like literally like we'd be like all right cool there's an open bar here but like your whatever bottles and that stuff that you want like nah, you're not gonna get it here yeah. you know it's not that type of party um we're trying to make sure they're amongst the people and stuff 100 and like there's like five elements of the event there's sneakers obviously where people are coming by selling and trading and all of that stuff then there's like the local fashion and fashion brands at large then there'll be like industry talks where these guys will have like panel discussions and all of that stuff then obviously music and all of that and then like a massive like upliftment type space where we ended up giving bursaries out like creative bursaries in cape town like with red and yellow we partnered up with them was like yo guys you know what graphic designers all of these spaces and we ended up giving like five or ten um what like year courses and it's like um yeah like that type of space and like yo this is really where we're trying to like grow people we started bringing international guests like when puma and daily paper dropped the collaboration we brought daily paper to the event I was yeah. wondering where like Daily Paper came from because I was like still in high school when it dropped. Yeah. And I was like, I only saw it as Sneaker Exchange and I was like, yo, actually, yeah. see this brand. But yeah. I was still obviously still in high school and I was never like, yo, and I couldn't really go outside with my Yeah. Like, they were strict like that. Yeah. Like, and the crazy thing it was like it was for the kids there wasn't like also the other thing is the only place you would previously be able to see these artists was at 18 and over yeah. events sneaker exchange was full family everyone can come here you know it was like if you're a kid in high school you can come to this event so it was always about like yo we got to educate a lot more and like ticket prices weren't expensive 80 rand like yeah, you know what i'm saying like 80 rand to see Casper Novest, 80 yeah. Rand to see these artists, and it's like just that alone is like value, you know. Um, so that was always that type of space. Then from like Lost Property, it was like, all right, cool, we had the store in Cape Town, mm. um, and it was cool, like, you know, it's just importing shoes, like really moving it, and all that stuff. Then I got to a point where I was like, because now there's like a lot of resellers. Now there's yeah, like was... all of these retailers are like, nah, we can't sell to Zaid. He's a reseller. Like, no, we yeah. can't do this. And I'm like, all right, cool, guys. If that's the game you guys want to play, it's fine. Like, I'm not going to go there and beg you guys to sell me shoes. I'm not going to go there and buy you guys 10 pies to, for me to buy these shoes. Like, that's not what I'm going to do. So I was like, I pretty much got tired of like playing that game and like there were so many other people now and i was like you know what guys you can have it like yeah. go resell the stuff go do it like i'm i'm out and at that time i also like got fed up of trying to like trying to chase being able to buy something i'm like yo man i'm buying spending this money on your product like yeah. and it's not like i've been there you know from the beginning of the stuff like and 100 percent, right and i'm like so this is how ultimately you guys are going to treat a loyal customer that has been here from like that time of building with you guys all of that type of stuff i'm like all right cool you know what i understand that you know the culture needs to grow like um and then i was like you know what like there's no brand that represents us if we look at it, you have 
Palace from London, Supreme mm. is ultimately New York, um, Pata, Amsterdam, mm. and all of these spaces. And I'm like, what brand can we look at? And it's like, yo, wait, that's actually us, you know? Mm. And if I always look at like African clothing, they're always pushing this heavy tribal <laughs> type of stuff. And I'm like, wait, there are people out here that's not like that as well. It's like, cool, it's heritage, it's culture, and it's respected. But ultimately, it's like, wait, I'm not going around wearing that stuff. Yeah, true. I'm also South African. You know, it's like, why why is that, like, the only picture that's being painted of us, yeah. you know? So in 2017, I had already had the name of Grade, right? Yeah. I hadn't launched it yet, um, but... I had the name of grade. The name from grade came from first grade. Mm -hmm. So ultimately it was first grade. It was pretty much where you, it's your classroom where you're learning a lot of fundamentals. Each year you're elevating. Each grade that you go up, you've had that kind of fundamentals and then you're growing. But you're growing with the classroom. So that classroom you're moving with, which is community. Mm -hmm. So as you level up each year, there are kids within grade two or grade three that are also surpassing you there's kids that are going up so it's like creating that platform of community where like i want people to shine bigger than grade grade is just like the platform where everyone can kind of come through it's like use it how you need to use it but shine through it but ultimately it's also like a uniform it's also something that like we all can relate to when you're rocking a piece of grade it's like yo you are part of something yeah. it's not just like okay cool i'm rocking this t-shirt it's like i don't feel it it's like okay cool i'm connected to this community because this person is wearing great this person is wearing great great actually cares about the creative community whenever grade goes out there and does a pop-up in new york or london I feel that it's like, yo, I'm with them there, you know, because it's like, yo, they're pushing us. So ultimately, that's like kind of where the name Grey came from. And it was like really just about growing us as a brand and a community. And then it's like, all right, cool. You know what? We can also play in this kind of space. Because uh, obviously, I know when I first came across Grey, I remember you used to put on like, other creatives that come through you. And then obviously like Brasa, Amani, and I see their stuff on your website. I'm like, oh, okay, I'd be giving them a platform to sell their stuff. And obviously I remember I saw you in Daisy's 2018. Yeah. Also working there as well, putting great, putting great there. Also helping out to push other, like other creative stuff out. So I was wondering, when did you decide, okay, I, now? Nah. Obviously I've been helping other people push their stuff. Now yeah. it's like, I, I'm going to push great. Like great is now, there's a t-shirt that says great. Yeah. And obviously now, the work just continues from there. So how did that all happen? So like, even when it first came out, it was like, all right, cool. You know, it's a very much a platform where a lot of brands can kind of come into the space. But then you get into it and it's like, wait, you are pushing these brands hard. You mm -hmm. giving them platforms and all of this type of stuff, like constantly putting on these brands. But are they pushing themselves that hard? Yeah. You know, and ultimately that's like the hardest thing to deal with because it's like, and it's crazy because before Ricky's passing, we had a, um, a conversation about this, and it was like, yo, um, because I'm helping Cotton Fest out with like some of their like brand collaborations, there's gonna be a couple of brand collaborations that's dropping at the event. Yeah. And we were looking at a list of brands, and I'm like, we're going back and forth of like, yo, where is the consistency with this stuff? There are so many brands that are there now, they're local brands, they dope, they come out high energy, 
but it's like no consistency. It's here today, it's gone tomorrow. Yeah. So then ultimately, if there's a platform, it's like, yo, we're moving, we're growing, and we're going out. But if I'm going to give you a platform, I'm going to give you a strong platform. You know, and it's like, I need to know that, yo, you are 150% behind your brand, pushing it on your own, finding ways on your own to grow mm. before you can come in and collaborate and all of that type of stuff. And that's stuff that, like, I'm open to looking at and saying, okay, cool. Instead of just putting your product in the store, how do we collaborate? How do we tell an authentic story, a real story of a space that, you know, this is kind of where we at with it. Mm. But until people can kind of put that on their own, it's like... I've been there trying to constantly put people on. Sneaker Exchange is still there. That's a massive platform where people can still go through. Mm. But ultimately, it's like, cool, I'm open to brand collaborations and looking at how you know we can uplift the whole community. But there needs to, like, I need to be on that platform first. Like, grade needs to be there first before you can bring other people in. Yeah. Like, if I'm looking at stores in new york or stores in london it's like cool i would love to have other south african brands in those spaces but it's like yo i need to make sure that yo if i'm putting you in front of this massive community or this like people this side i need to know that yo i can trust you to be pushing mm. like on your own and not just relying on like cool let's just piggyback here let's just piggyback there because ultimately it's like these brands it's like me i don't really like we go out there and buy the product from these brands yeah. you know but also it's like cool this is the only place now where the product is sold it's like yo man like i want like what are you doing on your own yeah, sure. you know it's making you do all the work for them you basically they're coming to, to you for marketing you basically doing the whole marketing scheme for them 100 percent, yeah they're just basically just doing the exact at that point and now you're saying they yeah and it's crazy because like me i love putting people on i constantly do it like mm -hmm. there are people that i don't even talk about it but it's like yo they'll be like nah that could change my life and all of those type of stuff but it's like you know you get to a, a point where it's like are you being taken advantage of it's like yo we're all human we're all growing i'm not where i want to be yet yeah. people are looking at me and it's like they like they'll see me in London, they'll see me in Tokyo or wherever and it's like, yo, that kid made it, like, yo man, you you crazy out there spending pounds, like da 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 I'm like, wait, dog, it's at a point where I'm out here building to open this door. Because that side they don't know you. They don't know about us there. They might know about I'm a piano, they might know about certain stuff and it's slowly starting to open, but it's like there is it's not connected. And then you'll have like people from across the world or people this side and that side where it's like yo man they trying to connect it but it's like okay cool ultimately what are you doing on the ground here what are kids where who can kids look up to here if you're a kid in Soweto for example and you have a clothing brand what do you do it's so hard because it's like ultimately you stuck dealing with day-to-day -day struggles load shedding is a day-to-day -day struggle that we all are dealing with that thing still hits me I come back, I'm like, what? The lights are off. It affects my mental. It affects certain things. And I'm like, okay, cool. How do I operate now? Who do I speak to about this? You know? And then it's like, okay, cool. I'm still trying to go through these day-to-day -day struggles of growing, of maintaining a store in Mall of Africa, 
maintaining these type of relationships with people maintaining all of these type of stuff but it's like yo man ultimately you also have to push you have to find ways to constantly grow and then come with a product that is strong once that product is strong once you've worked on it 120 times it's like all right cool now it's ready to go out then you look at it and say okay cool where can this product go how do i get it out what can i do and then like ultimately that's how you grow and then obviously, I wonder with the, the grasshopper one. Was there, were you rocking grasshoppers back at school as well? Nah, I didn't. Like, my school never allowed to, us to wear grass. I went to Pinelands High when I came back, mm-hmm. and I was just like, yo, I hated school so much. Like, it was like, yo, it was bad. But they never really allowed us to rock it. I'd rock, like, the Woolworths, yeah, those Wolver- ones. <laughs> like, it was, it was <laughs> whack. I hated it every day. I'm like, what am I doing here? Um, like in the States, I would rock clocks. Yeah, clocks was yeah. always a thing, like that's that side. Um, grasshoppers, I didn't know about it when I was there. When I came back here, I was like, whoa, like this grasshopper stuff is hectic. Like, yeah. yo, it's like, but I was always like, nah, it's a knockoff clock. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, like, I saw the culture behind it and I was like, whoa, this thing is crazy. Like, it's like a really a culture. And the crazy thing is, um, grasshoppers hit us up to do like the first collab um, some time ago that wanted to get involved in sneaker exchange and yeah. I was like alright cool you know what let's have a real conversation let's see how we can actually change something like all these brands just want to come and play but they don't want to give us the keys yeah. and that's the most annoying thing it's like I'm still going like and like it's at a point where it's like alright cool man you know what keep your keys man you know what? like yeah. all of that stuff but Grasshopper's like they allowed us to really go wild with our first shoe and that was crazy because um, I went to the factory and all of that type of stuff. And the crazy thing with grasshoppers is, dog, it's like every person like that would see it in the window or like somewhere, they would come in and tell us their grasshopper story. <laughs> like you'll have this like Africana dude to like this black guy, this colored guy, like oh, everyone's like, yo, man, I remember this thing from that time. It's like it's so funny just hearing each person's story, right? Um, and see how that connects because it's like, it's a culture like on its own like people like literally would be like nah you know my mom bought me that yo I used to wear that and it's just like yo it's so crazy like seeing it and then going to the factory in Hrotbra, um just outside of George though that thing is like Grasshopperville like everyone in the town pretty much works at the factory it's just like crazy they're rocking it it's like this factory stores like it's crazy and it's such a dope experience like it's so crazy it's crazy because I was in Dubai right now yeah and there was some like leather expo thing I went to and then there was like people that supplied grasshoppers with some leather there yeah. and then like the stuff was on display the yeah. the great hoppers yeah. and that stuff I was like what yeah. yeah it was wild I was I was caught so off guard <laughs> and then obviously have you ever seen the movie Aha? Yeah, yeah 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 so that's how I actually originally came across Fubu yeah 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 but I remember like because I had siblings and they used to rock Fubu and stuff. Yeah. I was like, I nah. I thought it was more of like a 2000s type thing, you know. Yeah. People probably rocking grills then, you know, the baggy jeans. And yeah. then, obviously, I, see the, I saw the re-emergence recently. Yeah. And then when I saw you guys collab, I was like, oh, yeah. damn, I nah, they're really coming back. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did you feel about when you obviously got that opportunity to work with Fubu? Yo, like... I didn't believe it. Like I didn't believe it. I was like, no man, this thing is not gonna happen. Like it just felt like too good to be true, you know? Like um there was like a local kind of distributor that got the brand and all of that type of stuff now. Um 
and yeah like i reached out to someone in the states they put me in contact with these guys locally and literally they were just like they knew what i did and all of that stuff and they were like yo man let's play like let's go um so yeah we just like created like a few pieces and all of that type of stuff did a crazy shoot with imran christian in soweto like it was like just bringing it back and like giving it a local taste to it you know and like to see a brand like that actually like seeing us yeah. is crazy like it's so crazy when like brands see you it's like okay cool like it, it it's almost like a pat on the back it's like all right you know what you're doing something right it's it's moving and i think like i guess the thing with grade it's like dog we always pushing the limits with every collaboration people are caught so off guard they're like wait how how does that even happen like how like what and it's like dog it's not gonna stop like it's really just the beginning of the stuff right now like because even like the, the space jam <coughs> one i remember i asked you in person like when i came past the store and i was like yo dog like copyright laws like you just are you just putting it on or like are you speaking to the people they house Nah, dog, this is all with Warner Brothers Direct. (laughs) I was in London right now with the Warner Brothers team. They're talking about their 100th anniversary next year, bro. It's about to be wild, wild. And it's so crazy because when I'm there, they're like, okay, cool, you know, we just did this with Gucci. We just did this now with Kith. We're doing this. I'm just like, what? (laughs) Nah, it's crazy. It's crazy, dog. So we connected, yo, like in 2020 during COVID, right? So. Um, there was this expo thing I was meant to go to. It was in Vegas where like all of these brands kind of play and like they ultimately license out their trademarks the same way that an H&M will do it, a Cotton On or brands will collaborate with them. So a Kith and all of these kind of spaces. Um, and then it didn't happen because of COVID. It happened online. So it was like, all right, cool. You know what? And I was like, all right, cool. You know what? Um, I'm a brand from South Africa, this is what I do, and then there's like all these brands, and I'm like, meeting requests, meeting requests, meeting requests, like, you know, like, all right, everyone I'm going to send a meeting request to. Um, And then like, literally everyone kind of replied. So now I'm in a space, I'm having these conversations, I'm explaining to them what grade is, their minds are blown. They like, where are you based? You're in South Africa, like, what? Like, we're constantly dealing with people in Europe, we're dealing with people in the States, we're dealing with people everywhere. And now it's like, the directors that you're speaking to, you're speaking at the highest level of this stuff. They bring it down. They're like, all right, cool, you know what? I'm going to put you in contact with this person. This person will take it further. But now it's coming from the highest channel. So, like, the next person is going to listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the next person is going to listen. Um, and yeah, it was crazy. Like, Coca Cola was really wild as well. Like, that one was crazy because that was, that was really crazy. Um, Yo, and there's like so much that is still happening. Like there was one that was meant to happen like first and it still hasn't happened. And this one is like my dream. Like once this thing actually happens, I'm like, yo, we'll keep it on the hush hush. But it's like, yo, dog, it's like, it's also a process. Yo, dealing with these brands because it's like they're legal teams. It's like, it's their trademark. So they protect that thing. Yo, they protect it so much. I was wondering how you... That whole thing, like yeah. now with the pop-up goes, I'm thinking, yeah. oh, did you call up Cartoon Network directly? But Warner Brothers owns Cartoon Network. Nah, yeah, dog, yeah, Warner Brothers own Cartoon Network. So like literally now it's like 
we have like a six partnership deal with Warner Brothers and it's like bro it's about to get like crazy crazy but now I'm even at a point where I'm like H I need to slow it down like yo it's moving too fast like at least like you know maybe slow down a bit because it's like yo like it's cool like it's it's really cool telling these stories and like collaborating with these brands but it's like wait grade also needs to shine on its own you know can't just be overshadowed with collaboration after collaboration and it's like cool it can but like we just gotta really start pushing a lot more great items you know so that's really what i'm working on now we have an amazing design team as well that we've built out and it's so crazy because like i do so much stuff like currently still like you know it's like I don't know how I do it. Like it's it's a lot. Like on my personal self, and um, I I still have fun with it. <clears throat> I definitely still have fun with it. And this brand is still like a hundred percent independently owned. Like you know, there's no investors. There's none of that stuff in it. And dark. Like it's so hectic because it's like it's so much to maintain. But it's like it's so fun. And I'm like. At the moment, I wouldn't really have it any other way, but I need to be like open to those conversations and open to growing it and all of that stuff because I want to store in New York, I want to store in London, I want to store everywhere, you know. And like, when I look back at this interview in ten years, it's gonna be like, whoa, that's crazy! Like that's what I was speaking about at that time, and like, you know, now we are just open the store in Tokyo, like what? So like, yeah, I mean, I think it's just having fun with it. Um, and like understanding that it's all a journey, like that's ultimately the most important thing. And it's like, it's crazy because like kids will constantly look up to grade, look up to me, and it's like, yo, that's where we want to get to. That's where we want to get to. And like, I think once you like really put your mind on something, dog, it's like you also have to have faith. It's also a bit of luck. It's also connections. It's also networking. It's like a whole mixture of kind of spaces that you need to be yourself in. But you have to like throw yourself in because even still today, it's like. I'd be hitting up people <clears throat> locally, for example, like, yo, man, I want you to rock this item, or yo, let's do a collab, yeah. and I'm getting blue ticked, I'm getting mines, and I'm like, dog, yeah. you guys really aren't about it, you don't understand the <laughs> level we on, and dog, that's frustrating, yeah. it's so frustrating, because then I'm like, alright, cool, dog, like, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to go to Someone the else. States, and then you're going to cry, and then I'm going to forget about you, yeah. you know, it's like... It's crazy, dog. Going back to the stage thing. Yeah, cause <laughs> I remember, I remember your homie, Tariq. Yeah. A week before you guys were going to L.A., you were yeah. telling us, yo, I'm going to L.A., I'm going to L.A. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, what are you doing in L.A.? And I remember, it was just actually before the week, I think it was the week before you guys went to Daisy's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I landed the day of Daisy's. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, all right, nah, babe, what's going on in L.A.? Yeah. Obviously, you didn't tell me the whole details. The yeah. next thing I checked, all right, nah, check his Instagram story. I see, like, that's round two. I always see this on Sean Witherspoon's thing. Yeah. I see you guys with this. I'm like, nah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you guys know Sean Witherspoon? I'm thinking at first, nah, maybe, you know, they just know each other because obviously the internet, but I'm like, nah, this <laughs> is looking different. Yeah. Tell us, like, that relationship. Oh, That's like, crazy. What Sean yeah. Witherspoon, obviously, with the whole Chicago thing, the New York thing, where you can just always yeah. pop up stay. How did that, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, I'll start with the Sean Witherspoon thing. Like, it's crazy because I think he grew up in, like, Northern Virginia. I grew up in Richmond, which is the capital. So that's where the first round two store was, in Richmond. When I was in Richmond, 
he wasn't around. We never met while I was in Richmond. Mm. But we had a gang, mutual friends, all of that type of stuff. I would move back to South Africa. He moved into Richmond. Mm. And during that time, through mutual friends, all of that type of stuff, we connected. So we followed each other. And I was like, all right, cool. You know what? You're doing dope stuff here. Oh, shit. You're doing dope stuff in Africa. Like, what? That's so crazy. Um, <clears throat> and then eventually, like, you know, we would speak, all of that stuff. I sold him some stuff. I would, like, send it up to him. Mm. Um, and then when I went to... LA the first time um, he wasn't around yeah. so I was like alright cool you know whatever. then that time I went to LA he was around it's like oh shit yo what's good oh, okay cool studio. Studio. Duh, we were at uh, what's that thing called um, thing with beats or something like that nah what's this people's uh, universal like a universal studio but uh, Def Jam what's the other one part of their whole thing um, Interscope. Interscope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interscope. That was wild. Like, they were like, oh, yeah, this artist just came past like a few minutes ago. I was like, oh, uh, uh, oh okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's so crazy because like, yeah, that was dope. Like actually linking up with Sean. He's a cool dude. We want to try and bring him down the side, hopefully do a collab in the future. That would be amazing. Um, it's conversations, but he's like blown now. He's like yeah, massive now. So it's like. <laughs> I remember the night one when the night dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. obviously homies were jumping on that. And then when you moved to Eddie. Yes, yes, That's yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, he's doing amazing things. Like, it would be dope to connect with him properly again and just be like, yo, man, let's figure it out. But, like, we would speak every now and then, trying to bring him down, yeah, maybe for a sneak exchange or something, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We will. Um, but, yeah, even just going to the States, like, the last one now uh, was crazy when I went to the States because um, went to New York, ended up doing a pop-up in, uh, in New York at, like, this crazy space called The Good Company. And obviously, I'm like really close with the Daily Paper guys and all of that there. Um, so now we at the pop up on the Saturday. You know, firstly it was crazy. Like people arrived there before me, Damn. so I was caught so off guard. I was like, "What? How do you guys know about this? Like, Jeez. what is going on, Doug? Like, we did a Joburg to New York tea. That tea yeah, that sold tea. out. <laughs> Doug, it sold out. It, it sold out so quick. I was like." wait what is going on here like this is this is crazy um and then i'm chilling there um up there Rahman from daily paper comes through um hussein and all these guys came through then i see um mike sherman from market chinatown market he came through to the papa so i didn't recognize him at first and i'm like okay cool you know what welcome whatever and it's like he came with up there Rahman, and i was like oh shit yo what's good um so then we connected as well like it was dope um and it's like you know it's it's cool just being in this like international space of fashion and streetwear where it's like people see what you're doing your movement and like you're in your own lane pushing it out and it's like it opens room for collaboration it opens room for like talking and all of that type of stuff you know but it's like me, I'm not really someone that's going to go out and chase anyone. It's yeah. like, cool shop, you're doing your thing, I'm doing my thing, I respect you, you respect me, let's keep it moving. You know, if I, like, paths cross in the future it would be amazing. Like, I love what everyone else is doing as well, you know. Mm. Me, I'm constantly rocking other brands. I'll go to the stores, I'll cop stuff. Like, yeah. that's just me because I love streetwear. I love this thing. It's like, even aside from grade, like, people are like, dude, why aren't you wearing grade? Like, dude, you here, like, you need to be wearing your brand. I'm like, Actually, you're probably right. Like, I probably should be actually wearing it a lot more. Um, but it's just, like, so dope, like, being out there and, like, 
seeing different items, seeing different products and all of that type of stuff. Then we ended up doing, um, <clears throat> I was only meant to be there for like two weeks in the States because mm. we were going to do some Cape Town pop-ups, all of that stuff. Yeah. While I was that side, Omicron, it was just like South Africa, Omicron, oh, COVID. Shit. And I was like, whoa, okay, let me see if I can extend my, my stay, all of that stuff, extended it. Went to VA for a bit, went to Miami to Art Basel. That was crazy. Linked up with um, my homie Supernova. He always comes down this side. They do an event <clears throat> out there called Pangea. Yeah. Um, Art Basel weekend, like, it's wild. They're, like, yeah. wild, wild with it. And it's so crazy because, like, dog, just the people you meet in all of these spaces, it's like, what? Like, because it's, like, and it's so well-connected. And, like, that side, it's, like, they, they don't believe that you're from South Africa. So the second you're telling me from South Africa and this yeah. is what you do, their minds are blown. They probably think they're still on that mentality of nah, in Africa is just lines. Yeah, I went to that. The States, yeah. 2012. Yeah. yeah. And I I told them this uh, story that yo nah back in SA you know we ride on lines. Get <laughs> and they put that shit. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, come on. Hundred percent. Then eventually at the end when I left, I was like, nah, actually, you know what? Yeah. We don't do none of that. Just pull up. Hundred percent. Just like you guys. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, I think they're so amazed to see like someone that is based in South Africa, based yeah. on the continent, pushing this and pushing it out. Because constantly there'll be brands in the UK, brands in the US, and all of that type of stuff pushing the African narrative. And there's like no hate towards that because it's like ultimately that's what we also need. We also need people across the world because that also allows it to open up for us, you know, like pushing the, our stories, pushing all of this type of stuff out. And a lot of times these people are from the continent, you know, so it's like it's no hate involved. It's like we need that like 100 percent. But it amazes people so much when they're like, wait, you lived in Johannesburg? Like you actually there now? Like. Wait, what? Like, dog, like, and people think Joburg is so, like, it is dangerous, but people are like, whoa, Johannesburg, like, dog, <laughs> Cape Town, like, whoa, the number gangs, like, whoa, like, it's hectic, like, and a lot of people, like, that are somewhat woke know that stuff, and they're like, yo, like, it's, it's, it's hectic, and it's like, yeah, like, you're not lying, like, it is hectic, like, you know, it is. Yeah, they're saying the same thing, though. They're like, yo, it's hectic, but they're also telling me, no, Chicago's hectic, like, watch your back. Like, people will, side, right? people will run up on you. They're like, they're telling me it's even like in the city center, like, yo, people will run up on you. When I went there, okay, okay, we never stepped outside at night. I mean, me, I was moving around like 3 4 a.m. alone, like, at times, like, not crazy far, but I was like, you know what? Let me just see, like, <laughs> but I was like, I'm not going to request an Uber at this time, like, it's yeah. two, three blocks away, you know what, let me just try and my luck, if it's, nobody ran, up on nobody ran up on me, and I'm not saying it's not there, but like, you know, mm -hmm. um, but Chicago was dope because the space that we did the pop-up was like the OG Chicago spot. Mm. Ah, these dudes are crazy. Dog. Leaders, <laughs> leaders. And it's crazy because we brought leaders to Sneaker Exchange a couple mm. of years ago in Joburg. And so the connect is solid. Like we did a three-way collab with them and an Ethiopian footwear brand called Enzi. Um, and it was like, dog, it was crazy. So when I was that side, they were just showing me around, opened the store up to do the pop-up. Like, yo, let's go. Like whatever you guys, whatever you need, we're here for you. You hosted us in South Africa, like, we here for you. So, I mean, that's really the dope thing about, like, the streetwear community and all of that type of stuff. It's like, <clears throat> and it's so crazy because, like, wherever I go, dog, I move so differently. It's like, <laughs> I'm not moving as a tourist there. You know, you'll get people yeah, in SA going there and they're like, ah, dog, London is so boring. Like, I want to go back to SA. <clears throat> and I'm like, dog, cool, I get it. But, like, 
all you're doing is going out there buying Gucci, buying Louis, flossing on us. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? And it's like you're just flossing on people back home. So it's like, dog, if you actually go there and build, they love us so much out there. Like, build, connect with these people, you know, let them understand you, understand you. And it's like, dog, it's not every night popping a hundred bottles like you're doing, yeah. Like, it's, it's different, you know, so you gotta humble yourself down. And it's like, it's crazy. Like, <clears throat> I don't know, I love, I love it. Like, just traveling, networking. That was the States. Um, yeah, did like Chicago, did uh, Richmond pop up and, and New York. Well, you were in Virginia, never ran into, you know, Pharrell. Do you call it Timberland? Nah, not really. Like I went to I went to Pusha T's store, um, Cream Three to One in Northern Virginia. Pharrell also has a store, Commonwealth. Um, but it's crazy. Like they like the dudes running it. Um, mm. Like Chris Brown, we used like back in the day when I lived there, he was at the same gym, like hooping. Mm. Like he would hoop in, come in and like hoop sometimes, like that type of stuff. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, I never really met them. Um, yeah, like. They around though, but like they're the hometown kind of heroes. The mm. but there's so many creative people that come out of Virginia, dude. Yeah, it's like they, it's they, a heavy they, underrated space. Like I know music wise, yeah, story. Like no, it's like, crazy. It's so crazy. There, yeah, legit, legit. So that's like really dope. There's like a really cool creative scene. There's VCU, which is like a really dope art school. Yeah. So there's like a lot of creative people that's coming out of out of Virginia. And for me, like it literally feels like my hometown. I go that was there from the age of four. So like family, friends, like everyone, like chilling at homies, cribs, moving like like I'm literally a local there. So yeah. that's like that's the best part. And it's like I miss it at times as well. Like I really do. Um, this other trip like London was wild also like because it was pretty much my first time in London so like <clears throat> I mean I was there for yeah and it was crazy cause, like when I moved back to South Africa in like 2008 uh, December 2008 like we had a layover in London yeah. so I was there for like eight hours with the family but literally just the touristy stuff looking yeah. at the Buckingham Palace all that stuff so this was the first time I went and really connected and it's like I have so many people in London that are like, yo, dog, they were always like, yo, pull up, pull up, pull up. I was like, this year, like, last year, I was just like, wait, why haven't I been to London? Like, oh, wait, actually, like, know. let me just go see, you know, see what the vibe is. So I was like, all right, cool, you know what? If I'm going to go there, let me just do a pop-up. Let me just, you know, see what happens. So, yeah, put together the pop-up at a dope space, um, Quaker Street Studios out there, mm. and dog people came through it was like i was like i always get caught off guard by this show. i'm just like wait how do you guys know this what and i was like um yeah people really came through met some really amazing people um linked up with my homie mabdul that side like his family really like dope dude crazy photographer um yeah really crazy dude like he's wild like he shoots for the F1, like, he moves with Lewis Hamilton, like, like wild, 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 wild. Dog, so it's like, the network is so crazy. Like, the network is really crazy. Um, then I went to Dubai. Uh, Dubai is really dope as well. Uh, linked up with the Soul DXB guys. Um, linked up with Hussein from Daily Paper, a whole bunch of people. Um, yeah, it's just, like, crazy, bro. And, like just meeting people hearing stories and like pushing narratives also went to saudi saudi was amazing because um went to riyadh um went to Makkah and medina like on pilgrimage as well because i just like needed it was like just in a whole like so much stuff was happening and i just like needed that like reset and like re-look at purpose re-look at like life you know and and understand it 
um <clears throat> so that was amazing also went to jeddah jeddah is so dope also like i could see myself living in jeddah <laughs> like jeddah is like it's like cape town on steroids like it's yeah, it's crazy like it's it's sort of beachy city all of that type of stuff linked up with my homie faisal um he's involved in concepts in dubai yeah. really dope dude like super plugged up and all of that type of stuff so it's like dog literally wherever we go there's a network of people and that's what this whole thing is about you know it's about meeting people genuine interactions with people it's like dog there's so much fake shit happening in this world dude it's like dog just connect with people that are really about it like and that's why like I won't lie, like, even in SA, it's, like, it's hard to connect with people because I'm, like, everybody is just worried about going to this party, going to this space, and it's, like, dog, constantly. And I'm, like, oh, dog, it's exhausting. And, like, you're literally running a rat race in a circle. Like, (laughs) dude, it's, like, dog, like, go out there, see different stuff. Like, this city is not the world. This country is not the world, dude. And it's, like, it's so sad that, like, there's so much creative talent here. Like, mm. dog, honestly, like, South Africa, Joburg, like, dog, even Joburg is hectic. Cape Town is hectic. Durban mm. is hectic. Even, like, the smaller cities, dog, even, like, I would go to a Botswana, dog, there's so mm. many kids that I hear, like, on this continent that want it so badly, but there's no, like, way. Mm. It's like, what do we do? Where do we go? We can't go to government, dog. Government doesn't care, dog. Mm. They just want the, they just want cars and money and girls, dog. It's, mm. it's bad. Mm. And it's like, yeah, dog, like, <clears throat> ultimately that, like, once I'm really in a position, like, we still, we're doing a lot, like, f- to uplift and, like, show people, like, yo, this is the way that it needs to move. But ultimately, dog, it, it's, it's scary. It's scary because there needs to be a way that, like, we can unlock these, these spaces and connect people to the rest of the world because that side, they want us so badly. Mm. Like, it's crazy. And we need to grow it locally also, you know, like, local i guess is also a massive market but it's like there's so many brands that are literally just taking the piss of us like these footwear brands like it's just like yeah die. it's just like whoa guys stop playing us please 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 stop playing us like hey dog but it's like it's money dog and people care so much about money and it's like dog, money to just floss on your follow like your people i'm like hey dog it's wild <coughs> the nature of the game, you know, obviously. Dog. Hey, man. How can I say? And you know, obviously, you want to be in certain classes, you want to be seen in certain places. And it's all, you know, to be in those places, you need dope for it. So. Yeah, dog. But just be real about it, man. Just create hey, man. some real products, some real things. We'll get there. It's just have, have some patience also, you know. Like, yeah. you got to build it out. But H, people just want this thing overnight. <laughs> I need it now. I need the McLaren. I need this thing. I need the Lambo. I need that. It's like, dog, just relax. You're going to get it, dog. Just, you know. And then when they have it, dog, it's not like they're looking back for the next person, bro. Nah, they're like, all right, so cool. I have it. <laughs> I have it. Look at what I got. Look at my chain, man. That's like, dog, relax, bro. Relax. Hey, man, you know people. That's what people Dog, and that was like the thing that Ricky wasn't about. Yeah, you I know? was actually funny enough. First time I actually met him was yeah. at the beginning of the year. I remember at the, it was at Carfax. Yeah. I was just chilling with outside. My other homie knows him because he's done like stuff with him before. Yeah. I was just chilling there. And then for him to just greet us like normal people, I was like, damn. Bro, but that was always him. Like, 
dog he always just had that and like the conversation that i had with him bro it was always just like yo man we gotta put people on we gotta go like he would always tell me like dog go overseas do your thing but you have to come back you have to come back dog, dog they need you yeah you have to come back dog. i'm like all right cool bro i'm gonna come back but like ish like i need to be there I'm like yo but just go do what you gotta do but come back um ish dog and it's crazy it's so crazy because like literally just before his passing we were speaking just had plans of like so much stuff and it's like it's it's scary bro but it's like he's definitely in a better place now like he had so much on his plate constantly and it's like it's so scary dog because even like depression as a whole dog it's like we have to find ways to really help people and like it's so hard because if <clears throat> if like you say yeah man i'm going through something it's like hey dog i'm also going through something and you don't understand the extent of it you know um, but I guess it's just communication ultimately and like finding ways to speak to people be open a bit more and it's like Just less judging man. Like dog, Twitter is hectic, bro yeah, it's a different, different dog, It's like place. people are ready to just roast you for anything. They just like yo man ah, ha, ha, Look at what you did. Huh? I'm like dog like Just just relax bro. Like you also human you also make mistakes. You also do stuff. You're not happy about like Ish dog humans what I picked up with like social media, you can actually control what content you digest. In a yeah. Way. Like obviously, what I did was so like when I first entered to the space, hey man, I was trying to go in hard as well, trying to see what's going on. Yeah. Then I saw, hey man, I see, I see people who are at the top, like in yeah. Virginia, yeah. child by the stage. So yeah. Like, I right, nah, actually, I gotta find a way. Yeah. Obviously, just for my own like mental health. So obviously, I read certain keywords there and there. And then obviously I'd like, okay, now even now with my whole Twitter thing, I only tweet about suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tweet about what other people do. What yeah. They, like, you know, that whole Will Smith stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. Alone. So that's the only thing. Nah, and for sure. Obviously you can always change that, but yeah. Yeah. No, we just got to push, be better people, I guess, you know. That's ultimately what it is. And so, like, in the next five years, where you see Craig right now? Oh, before we even ask that question. Yeah. See, obviously, <clears throat> when I said multi-talented. Yeah. Recently, I saw you a model, actually, you know, see you in the GQ covers and Oh, yeah, yeah, that was cool. Like, I mean, we did the Shivers collaboration, which was really crazy, because I'd, like... It literally gave people a platform, you know, like <clears throat> these four young creators with young creative brands and all of that stuff. And <clears throat> it was cool because the proceeds of the sales, like massive percentages go back to them for them to build their brand. So it's like it's really goes back to them. And then, yeah, there was like a GQ partnership where we were all in the vibes shooting. It was cool. It was a vibe. Um, Would you ever do it again? What? The whole GQ <clears throat> yeah, yeah, like GQ is cool. Mm. They're cool. Um, yeah, they're a cool publication. I would do it again, like if I had the opportunity. And then, obviously, where do you see Craig like in the next five years? You know, from here, because obviously, I know. Yeah. You keep reiterating <coughs> that you're trying to go overseas. You're trying to. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. I think it's it's definitely like retail stores. Hopefully, in the next five years, mm. there'll be like two international retail stores at least. Um, literally, just like constantly looking at the plan and understanding, like yo. Do we hit Middle East first? Do we hit the UK first? Do we hit the States first? Like, yeah. where's the next kind of space? Um, working on some stuff on, in Cape Town now. Um, so there's going to be a really cool space opening in Cape Town really soon. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's really looking at where is the next space. Uh, definitely wanted to be 
a brand that is globally recognized, um, that is seen and playing in the international streetwear arena, um, but always like it's born in Africa. That mm-hmm. is re- really taking us to to a different parts of the world. Uh, so obviously, this is the more Africa one now. Yeah. Obviously, like I said Cape Town is opening soon. Obviously, there'll probably be a Durban one, and like somebody like obviously with designers and stuff, and obviously creators in terms of clothing. For you, that when they said, "Ah, you got a store in Mall of Africa," how did you feel about that? And like the process, how like the process behind it? How does that all happen? Yeah, it's cool. Like obviously, hit up the malls. Like yo, this is what we do. They were like, "All right, dope. This is really cool. We're looking for more youth cultural type of stuff to come into the space." Um, so the mall's been very supportive, really building with us and understanding where we at. We're not the biggest kind of retail space at the moment, but. They like what we're doing. It's a really cool space. People think that the store is so far. They're like, yo, people in Joburg, they're like, yo, so far. Like, yo, hey, I'm like, yo, man, at least we're in the city now, you know? Um, <clears throat> but even just like internationally, when we tell people like, oh no, we have a store in Mall of Africa. It's also just like that sense of like status. They're like, oh shit, you're in Mall of Africa? Like what? That's crazy. And then it's like, when people come here, like it's crazy. Bus from uh, Dreamville was here a few weeks ago. And that was crazy. Cause like even just seeing their reaction, they're like, whoa, this thing is crazy. Like dog, congratulations it's in the store and like it always just like opens up really cool conversations and like really cool kind of um, spaces so I mean it's it's inspirational to be in a space like this and it's it's amazing to see like the center really supporting us and really wanting to see local grow um, all of our product is locally manufactured which is amazing like I don't really know a lot of brands that play on an international kind of space that can say that yeah. um, we're really trying to push the narrative of it's really us from the ground, you know, and it's like we can do it. We obviously do have like hiccups every now and then with factories and like trying to build out stuff. And it's like, yo, man, this is the quality we want. So then we'd be getting them samples and like working with them to get it right. And eventually they do. Um, there's still some stuff that we're obviously working with manufacturing and like, yo, we're trying to like really push it a lot more. Like there's a, the Shivers Red jacket that we did that did really well. Um, and it was crazy because like, Um, that product like everyone is just like whoa it's so wild and it's like locally produced so yeah it's dope it's it's a lot of learnings that we still have to go through in terms of the manufacturing space but it's growth and you know I think we we're moving on the right track uh, obviously you know I really enjoyed having this interview with you probably you know part two we'll probably have it sometime later you know for sure probably in Cape Town or something like that for sure hit me up but yeah I really enjoyed today and like hopefully all the best with all your, you know, all your endeavors. Obviously, we see what Great is doing in SA. And yeah, man, let's hope it goes global. Yes, sir. Much love, my brother. Appreciate the time. For sure. And that's a wrap, folks. Episode's over. Thank you so much to Zaid for gracing us with his energy, his time, and his words of encouragement shared. We honestly are wishing you nothing but success, prosperity and abundance for the years ahead. If you are in Cape Town at the moment, be sure to check out the new great store that's located at the VNA waterfront by the Battery Park area. We will put the full details in the episode notes. And if you're in Joburg, you already know, check out the Mall of Africa. That's where the great store is located at. I just had to take a quick breather there because man, oh man, are you hearing these beats?
This beat is supplied by Silver Toby and the beat that you heard in the intro was supplied by my main man Tristan Trey. If you're looking to find more of Sober Toby's music, you can check him out on Instagram and on Twitter. His handle is at Sober Toby, S-O-B-E-R-T-O-B-Y. And you can also check him out on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. His music handle is Uyaraye, as well as Sober Toby. I'll put all the, the notes in the episode notes at the bottom. As well as Tristan Trey, check him out on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. His music handle is Tristan Trey. You know, it's so funny. I honestly am so grateful to each and every single one of you who continue to listen to the podcast. We honestly love and appreciate every single one of you. I am going to ask you guys a huge favor. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast so that you can receive notifications and alerts when new episodes are out. If this is your first time tuning in to Golden Generation, be sure to check out our other episodes that we've done. There's so many super inspiring sports players, entrepreneurs, as well as creatives that we've had on the show that you can gain so much wisdom and encouragement from. And I think with that, we can get into our daily words of wisdom. There's a powerful quote that reads, if you want to touch the past, touch a rock if you want to touch the present touch a flower if you want to touch the future touch a life these are such powerful words of wisdom shared and i honestly think that in this lifetime the people that you touch are going to play a huge influence in the impact that you leave here with so with that i can leave you out remember see for what it is not for what you want it to be peace out